Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode number 124. That's one, two, four of Wings, Beers, and Tears. We are your DMV Sports Podcast. March Madness, it is officially here. I have my bracket printed out. I'm ready to go. It was tempered a little bit last night with the, with the bracketed out. So what's going on, Jerry? Uh, it's just it's it's everybody making fun of me and this my worst fears. For those who don't know, um, I hate Maryland West Virginia games, both in football and basketball. Um, but I knew it was going to happen, and right when uh, probably because I was expecting the worst. Right, <laughs> you always expect the worst, and there was like it was like. The second game announced, I like know. The, you know, it's the first bracket and the second game and the first bracket. And it is the first tip off of the entire tournament, <laughs> right. like the, the real tournament right, that starts right. on Thursday, 1215 on Thursday. So. The only silver lining is uh, I will have a rooting interest in the second round. I don't know who it'll be, yeah, that's a, but that's, I will have that is, a that is a fair and it point. will be a good versus evil game because Alabama is oh. the most evil team in in the in the bracket yeah man we'll 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 get right down to it and uh you know and and start with uh you know start with college basketball because like you just said you know there's a very uh real rooting interest in round one and and as a result of that there's a very uh good intrigue in round two um but uh in in any event well we will uh hit up you know the caps later we'll talk uh some commanders and, and ravens free agency as well as some other nfl talk and that kind of thing but hey man let's do it so Regular season done. Conference tournaments done. Terps come in with uh, 21 wins, which if you had told me in December that we would win 21 games, I would have been jumping for joy. So right. yeah. I am I am pleased with the the as as a as a staunch Maryland fan. I'm certainly pleased with the turnaround that Willard has uh, been able to to enact here. Um, he's got everybody I think excited again and. You know the recruiting year next year looks pretty promising, and and he has proven to be pretty good on the transfer portal trail. So I have no doubt next year's team should be talent wise a step up from this year's team. Probably, I would agree. With all that being said, every year the goal is to make the tournament and then see what you can do. Right. And here they are. So you just alluded to it. So Maryland, West Virginia are the eight and nine in the South region that kicks off the the. Uh, the Thursday games at twelve fifteen on CBS, CBS, and uh, and and we begin. So let me just first say this: I fully anticipated an eight or a nine seed for Maryland based on the way they finished up the regular season. Lost a, a tough one at Ohio State. Lost a tough one at Penn State. Got one win in the conference tournament over a pretty bad Minnesota team, which they should have, um, and then dropped you know to to Indiana. So my first thought was, we might still be able to sneak out a seven seed just because of how good our top end wins are. Right. So then the brackets come out and they come right out and say that uh, you know Maryland's the eight and West Virginia's the nine, and it's in the bracket with Alabama, who is considered the number one overall seed. So I was like, well, that's kind of a kick in the balls, um, but is what it is. Any number of the number one seeds are legit for that reason. But I look at it and I go. Purdue's a one seed. We've already beaten Purdue, and we hung with them on the road. That's a favorable matchup. We're not going to be in the same bracket as them as an eight seed, obviously. Then I look at the Midwest, and I see Houston, and I think to myself, that's probably the weakest of the number one seeds. Right. You know? Of course, Maryland's not going to get that, though. And then I look at uh, the West, and, and you got Kansas, and then you're like, well, do you really want to go out West? So it's kind of like, eh, you know, it doesn't really fucking matter. Well, the Big Ten has a lot of teams that are very similar. We talked about it all year. Right. 
the seeding from this tournament, the committee did the Big Ten a solid by getting quite a few teams in, and they gave them a swift kick in the balls by taking a lot of these pretty decent teams, and they're either seven, eight, or nine. Right. Basically like, hey, if you guys are any good, you're going to have to have an upset even to make the Sweet 16. So right. kind of sucks, but I look at it and I go, where else would Maryland be? You know, because I've seen online, they were, we got shafted, we got shafted. I, I, I don't know that that's the case. I think it's probably about right. The only thing I would say is we should probably be matched up with a potential second-round game against Houston, Purdue, or Kansas, and not Alabama. But so looking at the flip side, for you know me being a, a West Virginia fan, um, most of the fans were hoping that they would lose the first game of the tournament against Texas Tech um, and get a 10 seed. Because they would have that was a better chance to get to the Sweet 16. So yep. they were hoping to be a 10 seed. Yep. Uh, instead of a 9 and seed. Even with the win, I really thought WVU was going to be a 10. Yeah. I really did. I, I figured they were a lock for, for a 10. I mean, 19 wins. I know. Um, now, the, I think the committee rated the Big 12 just as high, if not higher. Than the Big Ten. Oh, they rated them higher. Yeah, which is higher. why yeah. West Virginia comes in as a nine seed because it ain't nine seed. It's fucking interchangeable. It doesn't matter, right? You know. Um, well, I mean, if you look at the seeding, I mean, um, most of the Big Twelve teams got seeded high. I mean, Kansas, Texas, yeah. obviously mm-hmm. they're high. Kansas State's a three. Um, Baylor's a three. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you got four right there in the top three. Um, I don't know. TCU's a six. They no, were no, no, no. There's no question. Yeah. You're right. The committee was Iowa State's was, a six. Was very high on the yeah. Big Twelve, and I think they gave the Big Ten the shaft. Um, with that being said, that's the beauty of the tournament because it's a one and done tournament. You just got to fucking play and win in advance. And you know this this first round matchup's very very interesting. So let's let, let's dive into that. You know, right. Maryland right. West Virginia, like you said. If you're a fan of either team and you live in this general area, no good can come of a matchup with the other. It just doesn't ever really feel great. Yeah, you know? Well, for me, I mean, this is my, you know me coming from a broken home. <laughs> I cheer for two basketball teams, and these are the two teams I cheer for. Right. Right. So, um, not sure I'll watch much of it, uh, just because. It'll... Well, you'll be working hard. I'm sure you'll be. You'll be. <laughs> I won't be working hard. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But I, I probably won't. I mean, I'll check the score, right? Uh, but I won't watch it on TV. I'll um, have it on on my computer at work. I was, I well, was sure. I mean, I'll be games, following but, it. No, no, no I, I, I live stream it. Yeah. So I'll have it up on my one screen, and you know, it'll probably get all pissed off in the first ten minutes when Maryland's down eight and can't score, and then. Well, so you know. so to preview, right? Mm-hmm. West Virginia's nineteen and fourteen. Maryland's twenty-one and twelve. They play Thursday at twelve fifteen, which is the first game. They play in Birmingham, and they play on CPS. So they'll have Nance and yep, you know the 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 big crew. Um, West Virginia currently is favored by two on one thing that I saw. Um, the over under is one thirty nine. So why don't you break down Maryland for everybody who doesn't under know specifically? I mean, we've all watched Maryland all sure, year, sure. No, D- Jekyll and Hyde team for sure. Away from College Park, they're just a different team. They 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 definitely feed off of that home energy. They're, a, they're an emotional group. Um, and I think that that shows that they're an overachieving team. Right. I don't know how good they really are. They did beat Purdue. They did beat Indiana. They beat Miami earlier in the year by 20 on a right. neutral court. They did. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> shit, they were a three-pointer away from beating uh, Tennessee on a neutral court. 
They were. I mean, yeah. you know, so, so you look at it and go, oh, this is a good team. But then you look at it and you go, yeah, they lost to Nebraska. They lost to Penn State. They lost to Ohio State. Penn State's a, a good team, though. They are a good team. Um, and, and I told you, I told you that and guy. they're hot. Yep. That yeah. guy Pinkett is, I mean, that guy, he's fucking legit. When you have a stud like that, now Maryland's got Jameer Young. Yeah. And, you know, Young was was not great in the Indiana game. He he didn't have a shooting stroke, and we we lost. And, um, you know, so there, so there's the deal. So it's a Jekyll and Hyde team, and it's such a cliche. But the way this Maryland team plays, if they knock down shots from the outside early on, I don't know that West Virginia can score with them. But Maryland, more often than not, tends to just kind of play a very stagnant first half and then tries to turn it on in the second half. I don't think that that formula matches up well for a WVU team who gets after it defensively. They like to keep the score pretty tight, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, athletically speaking, I think the teams are probably pretty even. Um, You know, for me, the X factor is I still think Jameer Young is probably the best player on the floor between either team. And being a guard, he could, you know, he can definitely uh, impose, you know, his will, you know, if, if it opens up. Huggins is too good. He's been around too long. And he's going to take away your best player. Um, so if, if Dante Scott steps up and plays well, if Julian Reese has a nice game inside, Jameer Young gets his 15 to 16 points like he's been doing, I think Maryland wins 72-65. I think it's close until the end, and then they, they, they kind of pull away. Um, you know me, man. I, I'm, I'm a realist. I can see how this thing's going to go down. I think Maryland, again, has overachieved. I don't think way back when, when this, when this season started with a new coaching staff and a bunch of, you know, kind of mismatched pieces, I didn't think anybody think that Maryland would be a true tournament team. It was always a goal, but I, I don't right. think, I don't think we even thought that even in, in early December, no. you know? So, so I think the reality is West Virginia is a very consistent, seven to ten seed tournament team almost every year and i think maryland has overachieved right so if they've got a couple more little buzzer beaters in them you know good on them they they, they could they could take down wvu um so i'm gonna blow your mind okay i'm gonna scout you west virginia mm-hmm. what you said about west virginia is west virginia every year except this year this year they are a offensive explosive team hmm. their defense is not strong okay um they are offense efficiency. They are ranked 15th in the country. Um, and coming they, out of that conference, that's, that's saying something. Defensive efficiency, they're 52, so they're not mm-hmm. as good. So if you talk to West Virginia fans who have watched them a lot more than I have, mm-hmm. uh, they just can't stop anybody, but they have four scores with 10 points or more. Gotcha. Um, something happened up there where they were struggling, struggling, struggling. They fired this assistant coach halfway through, and then they started playing better. Interesting. So it was something was going hmm. on, but I don't know. Okay. They have 12 quad one, uh, 12 one wins versus quad one, quad two teams. They have the fourth h- hardest schedule in the country. Um, they're an experienced team with five uh, senior-laden starters, uh, most of them for transfer portals, which is mm-hmm. why I don't know a lot about them. Sure. Um, they have a, a lot of firepower. Um and their best players is a, a guard named Eric Stevenson. He's a mm-hmm. transfer from South Carolina. Yep. He's Seen a, him play. He's a guard, averages about 15 points a game. Uh, they are a three-guard rotation. They have Kendar- Kendrian Johnson. Don't know who he is. Uh, <laughs> but he's a senior guard, uh, averages 11 points a game. 
Their other guard is a point guard. He's a senior named Joe Toussaint. He played at Iowa forever. Okay. I remember. So he's yeah, played against Maryland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. He's a point yep. guard, averages about 10 a game. Emmett Matthews is a guy who was there early, left, went and played at Oregon or someplace like that, and then transferred back to West Virginia. God, what a different world we live in, man. This transfer portal is fucking crazy. And then Trey Mitchell is uh, their big power forward. Um, They all average about – though all four of the last four average about 10, 11 points a game. Um, They they were 6-13 and against quad one uh, teams, which I believe are the top 20. I don't know. I don't know why I say quad one, but uh, of the you know they won six out of thirteen. Quad two, they're six and one. Um, so generally, uh, they beat a lot of uh, of their last five games. They lost to Kansas twice, but they scored seventy eight points and or above in every game. So they can score. So it's really Maryland's the team that wants to keep the score down, score line down yeah. a little bit. Uh, to me, it's it seems like uh, um, you know Jameer. Young is going to be – I agree with you. He is going to be the best player on the floor. Um, I don't know if this is the old West Virginia team, like when they played against Mellow Tremble and they mm-hmm. beat him up pretty good. Yep. You know, and they just were used did. to that rugged uh, style. I don't think that's this team. Okay. Uh, I just think that, um, you know, they, these guys are, are, like I said, a lot of – a conglomerate of people. I mean, they were picked to be the worst team in the Big 12. Yeah. Because they had nobody coming back. And uh, Huggins, to his credit, I mean, he gets shit on a lot up there uh, right now. But um, I think he put together a team. I mean, when they beat Kansas State at the end of the year, um, when Kansas State was, like, ranked 11th, um, I texted Jeff and and my buddy Chris. I said, do you think this gets him in? Because, I I mean, I had followed him, but I hadn't really followed him, followed him. And he was like, you're joking, right? I was like, no, I'm not joking. They're like six and whatever in the conference. He's like, no, man, they're in. I mean, they they were in at, without this win. Um, but people were going up against Texas Tech, who they had lost to at home, mm-hmm. right? So obviously they're not unbeatable. Sure. Um, uh, people were saying, I kind of hope we lose this first round so we can get like right. a ten or, or a ten or eleven because mm-hmm. then we're really tough. Sure. Um, I think most of the experts right now are picking West Virginia only because uh, they can score better than Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know who Bill has picked, and that's who I would pick. <laughs> I, I, I wait to see what he picks. Um, but I, I do. Th- I think if uh, um, what's the big guy's name from Maryland? Uh, Juju Reese. Juju, if he if he can score, because it doesn't look like West Virginia has anybody his size, his mm-hmm. length. Um, if he can score. They West Virginia seems to have a lot of Dante Scott size guys. Gotcha. But no one like I mean, he might be able to do some damage. Uh, and if he's scoring and Jameer Young is scoring, then I think that's Maryland's ticket to the to the win. I agree. And 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 like I said, if Maryland makes shots early, such a cliche thing. It's fucking they, basketball. Right. If, if they do, yeah. But when they do, they set up their press, they play looser, and then they start going high, low, low, high. When they're missing shots early. It's all a bunch of screen and rolls up at the perimeter, and then you're inside of ten seconds, and it's like who can go one v one right now? It's usually Jameer or Dante, right? You do that against West Virginia, they, they could get fucking blown out. Well, you know? I mean, um, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to get blown. I don't either. I don't. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a blowout either. This way. guy, this guy, this his write up says this: the Terrapins' offense has been lethargic, averaging just sixty four points over the last four games while shooting just thirty nine percent from the floor over the last three. That's not even to mention how their only win was against 
Minnesota, the Big Ten's worst team. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like a lot of people just wonder if they're going to come out and score, which is essentially the same thing you're saying. Are you going to come out and shoot? Right. Or are you going to come out and be lethargic? Right. And if you're lethargic against this West Virginia team, you're probably going to lose because you have to score because they score. Right. Conversely, they don't play great defense. Sure. I mean, every if you go on the board, every you know our default you know, offense sucks. Now, well, that's if you're playing Kansas and Texas, that's a little sure. bit different. Sure. Right. So, you know, I think you just have two even teams. I expect an even game. I expect I, a fairly I, ugly you, game. With you, hundred percent. Wouldn't be surprised if this game was in the low sixties, high fifties. Yeah. I mean, West Virginia yeah. tends to score well. They just can't stop anybody. Yeah. I just think that I think the Reese kid is going to have a big game. I really do. Maybe he definitely could. All right, let's go predictions. All right, I'm going to say West Virginia by four, uh, seventy to sixty-six. I'm going to go. I'm going to basically do the opposite. I'm going to go Maryland. I'm going to go like sixty-eight, sixty-three. Yeah. You know, I just and again, I I wouldn't be surprised if it was flip flop the other way. I wouldn't be surprised if this game was ninety to eighty-six. When it's all said and done, like yeah. it could go any number of ways, or it could be a slugfest. I don't know if either was, team's good enough to score ninety. Well, or it could be a slugfest, like right. you said from the Trimble days, where it was like fifty-eight, fifty-two, or something like yeah. that. And you know, Maryland made a push at the end, but that was it. I, mean, I just wonder. I, I I I wonder how. I mean, it's crazy that West Virginia makes the tournament and they have five seniors, and I don't know who any of them are. <laughs> you know. Uh, it's a, it's a it's a it's a classic Huggins. Uh, well, I mean, he know. did a, he did a good job of putting together he, a, five dudes who hundred percent right? man. He he you know he knows how to do it. That's what I mean. He's been there and done that. But let me tell you about this second round game. Yeah, let's go. Have you fucking heard about what's going on in Alabama? I mean, this Jerry, coach has sold his soul to the devil to first try of to all, win. Before this whole incident with Miller came out where he transported a gun to a crime scene and said gun was used. Yeah. And, a, and, and killed somebody. And he's currently playing. And he's playing. Saying, I didn't do anything other than drive the gun from one place to another. Like, if if you believe I, the detectives, he drove the weapon, gave it to the guy who also ultimately was responsible for the death, and blocked the car in from, could not, from not leaving. And then does this pat-down warm-up mocking this shit. I mean, at least that's how it can be interpreted. And this son of a bitch is allowed to play? And this, is, this code, that's about the most egregious thing I've ever heard. It's out of control. Before all that happened, that coach was douche number one in NCAA basketball. Really? That guy's a fucking asshole. I don't know First anything all, about First of he it. wears the goddamn worst Alabama print sport jacket I've ever seen in my life. Like Bear Bryant? <laughs> It's even worse. It looks like you and I showing up to like a Halloween party is like a spoof. Right. And he fucking wears it on the sidelines every game and has this little, you know, just smarmy look on his face. And, you know, his whole line is, the world's out to get us. The world's out. You're the number one team in the country. Shut the fuck up. Remember what you I always are joke- currently playing a guy who is an accessory to a murder. Right. I mean, I mean what the fuck? And so, I get angry thinking about it. Remember the joke I said where I said, I really don't care what these kids in West Virginia do, just don't murder anybody? <laughs> fuck, yes, you have said that. Remember I said that? Yeah. Now, this is where I stay in the line. <laughs> like, if this dude played for West Virginia, I would not want him to play. Yeah. He's this, participated this is, in a murder. <clears throat> dude, this is a tough one. It man. is awful. It's and And they're terrible. letting him play. And did you see Brian Gumble, who's taking, like, criticism... From, I guess, the people who don't want this kid to play or sort of minimize the death. 
in the bracket, which I have not been following Alabama basketball as much. I mean, I knew something happened, sure. right? Because the, the shooter is a kid from Maryland. Yeah. She was like Southern Maryland. That's right. You know? So, I mean, I think he played for like Roosevelt. I don't know who went there. Like Trash goes to Roosevelt, right? Trash graduates from Roosevelt. Maybe. I've heard. <laughs> but then he but then he went and played postgrad at IMG, right? Mm-hmm. The only reason I knew anything about the story is because that kid's from Maryland. Yeah, he's and the shooter kid. is from Maryland, right. right? Who just lives down there. Yep. So that's but I didn't know the details of Alabama. I didn't even know they were that good. You right. know? Um, so I I get the <laughs> I get this fucking story and I'm like, but Greg Gumble says this. As I'm watching the brackets, so the number one seed in the South playing is Alabama, who has dodged some legal troubles or something. I mean, he goes, he says this like one line thing, right? And then goes, continues with the bracket, but he references how they've skirted around legal issues, which I thought was kind of ballsy to say in a selection sure. show oh yeah like he's taking a shot at those dudes without taking a shot at those dudes now he's right. getting he's getting mimicked from people on both sides he's getting mimicked from for saying anything why why would you say that predominantly from people alabama fans sure and then he's getting mimicked for you're sort of minimizing this this death that's occurred right and i'm like dude the boss to say anything i mean he's basically taking a shot at at the alabama people you know? So the, a lot of the outspoken Southern media, of which there is a ton, yeah, right. I mean, I'm used know, to football. The, exactly, right. the SEC football talking circles are out of control. Like they're, you know, <clears throat> they, they they're like their own little world. Um, but when it comes to like the sports personalities and media that cover, you know, SEC across the board, there's a very like firm line right now, and half of them are going, I. I wouldn't want to be on a broadcast with Alabama involved because they're like, I don't know what I can and can't say. Yeah. They're like, it's going to be fucking terrible. I mean, and I this guy's a good player. So, I mean, yeah. he's like a stud. There is absolutely no way this kid should be playing. <clears throat> no way. No way. And I would say that if he played for Maryland. You can't, this kid can't play. Jerry. You can't play until every, I don't care if he's charged or not charged. Until the whole thing comes out. I'm with you, man. And it's done. I'm with you. You know, does he have an agreement? Does he have an agreement with the prosecution and not charge? Is that why he's not being charged? It's not because he's like some innocent bystander, wrong place, wrong time. Bullshit. Yeah. If you called me and said, hey, man, I know he was rolling around with a gun. I need you to bring that gun. I'd probably be like, nah, I'm not doing that, man. Yeah. You know? And if I'm bringing you a gun, I know what I know what some shit's going down. Right. And then if I take a car and block it in, well, now I'm an accessory. Mm-hmm. So he might be cooperating now, but it wasn't wrong place, wrong time. No, and no, this no. that cat, whole thing was this, was this cat should not be playing basketball. So basically, anybody that's not a resolute diehard Alabama fan with their rose colored glasses on basically wants Alabama to fail. Absolutely. So I'm cheering for anybody other than I, Alabama. I will make the case: Alabama is we're we're sitting here as Maryland, West Virginia fans, respectively, going, "God damn it, we have to play each other." Number one, right. and then the winner has got to go on and play Alabama. I guarantee you Alabama's going, fuck, because they don't want to play West Virginia for right. the reasons you just said. Huggins, been there, done that. He revels in that kind of shit. Yeah. You know? Hey, what do you think about Alabama? I don't know. They score a lot. So do we. Let's go. Well, you here, know? Here's, like, fuck. Here's, they don't want to play Maryland either because right. you don't want to play a good guard. If you're right. a stud team, the last thing you want to do is have a team suck the life out of the game and have one stud guard, and that's what Maryland's got. Well, here's... Here's my hope and request to either request. <laughs> to, to Willard and Huggins. <laughs> if the game is over, 
right, and the score's out of hand on either way, don't start fouling. Just let it go and conserve energy to beat the bad, to beat the, <laughs> to beat the, the evil empire, man. I got you. I mean, I just so you're I, down ten with a minute left. Just let it. go. I can't really say how much less respect I have for a coach. I than this I guy. cannot stand this motherfucker and the smug. I'm telling you, dude, go back and look at a couple interviews when he's been asked questions. It's like he's been coached by an attorney. Exactly what to wrong say. place, wrong how time. How to say it. And he does like this wry smile and he's constantly yeah. deflecting. I'm like, you piece of shit. You're just a piece of shit. And you know what's going to make me, if West Virginia wins, you know Huggins' friends with this dude. Because this is exactly the kind of guy that Huggies his friends <laughs> with. You know? <laughs> it's going to piss me off. He runs in his circles. I've just become so old, you know? It's uh, funny. Right, let's shit. go through the rest of the tournament. What sticks out to you in the East bracket? I, I got to tell you, man, every single 8 9 matchup to me, is amazing. Yeah. Um, I think the only one, the one that's getting a lot of pub is Memphis, Florida Atlantic. Mm-hmm. FAU's 31-3 and three and apparently has like four quad one wins. Right. Who the fuck knew? Who the fuck you know? knew? So I guess yeah. they're deserving. But that, that one, so you got Maryland, West Virginia, you got Memphis, Florida Atlantic, then here's another one. You got Arkansas, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Again, SEC, or uh, Big Ten. And then another one, Iowa, Auburn. And you hear those teams and you're like, shit, if you're a one seed, if you're Kansas... You don't want to play Illinois. You know, right. if you're Houston, you don't want to play Iowa or Auburn. I mean, those teams are battle tested and have the firepower. So I think it's I think it's a really, really close knit bracket. Every year, a 12 beats a five. Right. Right. I, I think I think at least two 12s are going to win this year. I, um, I really like out of the East. I like Marquette, man. They're just they're, solid. <clears throat> I got to tell you, I'm not into Purdue at all. I, I just don't think they're going to make a Final Four run. I don't think they're that good. I don't know, brother. Here's here's the they might not be that good, but they have the best player in the and he's seven foot four. I know. And we ha- how many times have we seen it at Maryland? You have a the guard will beat the guard, and the guard penetrates and kicks it back out. Yep. And I, I get it. I get I get why you do it. But the dude is and if you're not used to playing against that fucking size, he'll fuck with your mind, man. He will. The bad thing for Purdue is there's a ton of film on how to beat them. Yeah. And you kind of let him go. And the Big Ten championship game is a prime example. Penn State made a run to the championship game. They lost that game by two. I know. That dude had 30 points. I know. But Penn State was basically like, you're going to be one-dimensional, and he's going to get 25 to 35. Right. And Penn State was able to impose their will on the other end. Maryland beat them. Maryland should have beat them the first time. Indiana's beaten them. Um, There's plenty of tape out there. Right, that shows how to beat those well, guys. I think. I think. At a, give me. So, give me two teams out of there. I'm. I'm going to go I, chalk. I'm going to go Purdue and Marquette out of the East. Okay. I think you're going to be surprised here. I think Tennessee and Kansas State. Okay. Tennessee, I'm very impressed with. Um, Maryland played them early on, so I, I got a chance to see. I think they're a better version of some of those some of those Big Twelve and Big Ten teams that we just talked about. I just think Tennessee's good. Right. Um, and and I could see like a three or a four coming out of that bracket. Um, All right, so let's go to the South. I know we we let, let's Maryland West Virginia. I'm assuming that neither one of us think actually they're going to beat Alabama. No, um, I don't think so either, especially in Birmingham. But uh, give me your two teams that come yep. out of there. All right, I think you get Arizona and Virginia in the Elite Eight. I think Virginia. I think it's this is set up great for Virginia. It really is it's a boring ass fucking team. Yep, they did lose a, a player I think to injury, but 
they're, they're well coached. They are, man. I think um, he's. I think Tony Bennett's tremendous. I'm with you too. I like Arizona. I mean, I just think. I think. I think this is the easiest bracket. Honestly. Kind of is. You know. I, I agree. I mean, the, you know, the three is Baylor. Shit, they're not that good. I don't. I don't think so either. Um, but Virginia, they're te- they're battle tested. They. This is the kind of shit that they just wear people down. They do. I can see them going the final four. I, I could too. Yeah. So I think you're going to see Virginia and uh, Arizona out of that one in the Elite Eight. All right. What about the? Uh, let's go to the West. <laughs> all right, the West. Um, I just I, so Kansas won it all last year, right? Yeah. I just don't – I'm not sold on them. Did they or did Gonzaga? I think Kansas. Or maybe Baylor. Didn't Baylor win it all? That was two years ago. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure it was Kansas. Either way, I just – I think they're flawed. I'm not – I don't know. They're, they're almost so good that they're yeah. boring. Like, they're just there every year as a one seed. Like, when, right. was, when weren't they a one or a two seed? It, it's been decades. Um, so I'm just going to write them off a little bit and go with this close-knit uh, bracket. And I'm going to go – um, I'm going to go UCLA out of the bottom portion of the bracket. I just think that they're so good. Yeah. And they're battle-tested, man. They're fucking veterans. Um, and out of the top side of that bracket, I'm going to go with a little bit of a surprise team, and I'm going to go with UConn. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with Kansas because even though they're flawed, they're still better than the rest of this this, this bracket anyway. And uh, I'm going to go with Gonzaga. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just think that uh, that they got a lot of dudes with a lot of experience. Very true. Coaches coached well. I just I think – you know, the cream sort of rises to the top. That's a tough bracket, dude. Kansas, UCLA, Gonzaga. That bottom part UConn, is tough. St. Mary's is good because they play in the same conference as Gonzaga. They they battle them all the time. I, I, I just, I'm not giving enough respect to UConn just because they're UConn. You know? that's, but that's just it. That's, I think, I, I'm probably I, sleeping on them a I, little. I don't, think, I don't think they're that battle-tested, but they're super talented. Yeah. So maybe they... Maybe they're rested. <laughs> Maybe they're right. ready. Who knows? Right. Um, All right. Give me the last bracket. All right. Midwest. Um, I'm even though I just poo pooed them. I'm going to go with uh, Houston out of the top part of that bracket because I think the rest of the top half of that bracket is pretty weak. Yeah. Um, and then out of the bottom half, um, I'm going to go Xavier. Are you? Good yep. call. I'm going to go Texas out of the bottom half, and I am going to go Indiana out of the top. Okay. I'm going to go. I, I just think that I, I'm I'm not a big fan of Houston. Uh, I'm, I'm so like I'm I'm such an elite snob. Like I, I do go with it, like when I see when I hear Houston, they may be the greatest fucking team in the world. But I just assume that a lot of their wins are fraudulent. They don't they don't play big games. You know their what? ass that's, will get tight and, and see, that's a game that I would love to see because we've seen Indiana play. I do think they're very good, and yeah. I think Trace Jackson might be the best. He might be the best well-rounded college player. Yeah, he might I be. I mean, yeah. and for my money, the guy I've watched live last couple of years, that motherfucker can play, dude. He is ridiculous, man. Like, why couldn't why couldn't West Virginia or Maryland sub in with Iowa and Auburn? That's what I would because I, mean, I think Houston's the most vulnerable. I agree, and see, especially if that big for me, if Sasser I, doesn't play. Exactly, and for me, that's where I could see those two flip flopping. Yeah, you know? but. Hey, it is what it is, man. Hey, man, and it, it is wide fucking open. Um, I will g- make a bold prediction here. I'm going to say not one of the number ones makes the final four. I don't think you're going to have a number one seed make the final wow, four. Wow, I think you're going to – well, I, I don't know what I picked. I know I picked at least one. Well, we're going to lead eight because we were going within the bracket. So yeah. I think going to the actual final four, I don't think you're going to see a one seed there. Really? Yep. I just think there's, there's so much parity. There is so much parity. <clears throat> and, and the twos and the threes on here – I think have higher upsides for my money. You know, I think UCLA and Arizona, um, I know we don't give the West credit because, you know, 
we're sleeping when all their games are on. I get it. But the, the, the Pac-12 was tough this year, man. Um, they, they, they played a tough out-of-conference schedule, and they fared really, really well. And, you know, I could, I, those guys being two seeds, I think they're as good as the ones in their respective brackets. I really do. Right. So. Well, we'll see, man. It's going to be fun, it's, man. It is going to be a fun tournament. <clears throat> but really I, I do agree the winner will not be one of the one seeds. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. For some uh, reason, I just think Virginia, they're sneaky. They're so good, man. Yeah, but there's going to be boring fucking games in the of 50s course. and shit. But of course. I don't know. It's the way they do it, man. The fuck do I know, man? <laughs> yeah. All of our predictions, if, you, if you've listened to us before, they're probably not right. Yeah. What the fuck do I know? I just hope it's not Duke. Uh, I don't think we need to worry about that. I don't know, man. The, the way they slop them motherfuckers on ESPN, they won, uh, they won the shitty-ass ACC tournament. They're like, it's a dream come true. Fuck, dude. I didn't even know you started a team. Final score is fifty nine to forty nine in your conference tournament, and then UNC teabags a fucking NIT. Fuck I you! I know it's because you 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 suck, Hubert Davis. <laughs> it's because you're a bad hire. Uh, all right, so we got a lot of NFL uh, news to talk about, but before we do that, let's uh, let's hop over to to the ice and talk our caps for a little bit, man. Six percent chance of making the playoffs, Todd, <laughs> according to RMNB. Well, here's the beauty of that: it was. Less than ten percent before the trade de- trade deadline, and it hasn't wavered after the trade right. deadline. And and now we're younger with more assets. And you're so, gonna play fucking Boston anyway. Who gives who a shit? Gives a shit. Right. So this past week to ten days is exactly what I thought this team was gonna be down the stretch. Mm-hmm. They're younger and faster, right? Because of the moves they've made. But they're also younger, which means more inexperienced, more turnovers. Correct. And their older guys are still at the end of a long season. Yeah. You know, and and they look the part. You know, Oshie looks like. The Oshie of old, one game, and then he looks like you and me the next, and it's like you and know. I know how he feels too, because when I go to the gym, sometimes oh. I can move, sometimes I f- I'm in like feel like I'm. In I'll go shoot the basketball, and I pivot one way, and I'm like, well, I'm done for the day. <laughs> I'm in <laughs> fucking quicksand, <laughs> man. <laughs> I may have just torn my hamstring. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I, I pop my calf <laughs> doing these step over shit. <laughs> I am so fat and and <laughs> slow and old. God damn. So. It was it was the game. It was the second game after we had gotten Sandine. Mm-hmm. He's in the lineup. He looks pretty fucking good. He's a really good player. Yeah, I mean, he, he, I mean, he looks. Here's he the looks, deal. You're it was an 18th overall pick, right? These guys tend to be they, they tend to pan out. It's all about the opportunity on the on the on the team you get right. in a sport like hockey. And there are so many really good, talented mid first round guys that just don't get a sniff. Because the organization sours on them. Right. They either spend too much time in the AHL, not enough time in the AHL, or the coach doesn't have the balls to put them in a position to succeed and fail and learn from it. Because the pressure to win is so fucking high. And in Toronto, that's the peak pressure situation. So here you have a kid that was drafted at 18, and the whole fan base loves him, and everybody's high on them, and they're like, yeah, but if we're going to get veterans back to make this playoff push he's a guy that has to go the caps have been there we've we've sent guys the other way and we go holy shit they're gonna be an all-star or whatever i don't know if he's gonna be an all-star but here's the deal he's 22 he's young he's on a very cost friendly contract and he's here for years here for years and he can fucking skate and he's a big boy um but after that that second game in la was hilarious so we boat race san jose Mm -hmm. crush him come out the next game and we lose to LA 4-2, but we after the first period, we were down 19 to 3 in shots on goal. Yeah. And it was funny because he he was asked after the game, he goes, I really don't know what to say. He's like, This is definitely a Jekyll and Hyde team. He goes, Nothing we did two nights ago, we did in the first period tonight, and I have no idea why. Right. He goes, 
Coach, coaches were prepared. Players were prepared. He goes, I have no idea what happened. So the next game we come out and demolish New York, who's battling for a playoff spot in New York, and we beat them 5-1, and it wasn't even close. Right. I mean, I, I don't, I don't I get mean, it. I Kemper is, if, we, if we'd had him for the last two years. I know. You know? I know. I know. I know. He's, he's legit. Um, it's good to see us looking a little bit younger and faster with some guys in and out of the lineup. Um, because at this stage in the season, when let's let's face it, you're not going to make the playoffs. Not going to make the playoffs. No. Uh, too many teams vying for one or two spots, and it's just not going to happen. Um, and that's fine. Um, the only way we make the playoffs is you win seven out of eight, and Kemper goes on a heater, and you know, you know that that. that but that's just not going to happen right now. These right. games are too tight um, because teams know how to squeak a point out here and there. So you're going to see a bunch of of uh, you know. Uh, you know, overtime shootout type games where right where they're you know, playing for ties exactly. You know, you, you get and, out, you score, you go up by one, <clears> and then now you're just. I don't think we'll chase. be mathematically eliminated probably until the last weekend. I think it'll come down to that. But you know, for all intents and purposes, we're 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 going to be you know tenth. Yeah. You know, I think we'll end up right right around tenth or eleventh. I mean, to to your point, here's the defensemen that are listed, okay, and their ages: Alexiev, twenty three. Carlson, 33. Gabriel Carson, whoever that guy is, mm-hmm. 26. Faravari, 23. Iorio, 20. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Okay. I'm the, dude, that's you, the guy I'm yeah. high on, man. They I sent love. him back down, right? Yep. Irwin's 35. Jensen's 32. McGrath. McElrath. McElrath, 30. Uh, Sandine, 23. <laughs> <laughs> Major likes Sandine. Yeah, Major's a big uh, fan of it. Uh, TVR, who just got an extension, mm-hmm. thirty-one. So I guess of those, who are who are who are your pairings once Carlson comes back? Do you think Carlson's coming back at all this year? No, I don't. I don't. I, I, I would. I would. I would like to shelve him for the rest of the year. Right. If he's good enough to practice and, and be with the team, great. But right. there's, there's no upside for him playing. Too. I'm, I'm with you. So uh, assuming he's out for the rest of the year, what are you? What, what are your three lines? All right. So I'm going Sandine with um, Jensen. Mm-hmm. I'm going TVR with Alexiev. Okay. And then I'm going um, some sort of combination of McElrath slash Irwin because they're your veteran guys down there with um, one of the young guys, whether it be Iorio or. Um, one of the other Hershey guys that gets a call up. Did you say Carlson? Did you say anything about Faravari? Oh, my bad. Faravari's on that line. Okay. Yeah. So Fer- he's on the third line. Yeah. So Faravari's your third pair with one of those guys, in my opinion. Okay. You know. Um, but the beauty is. So you're playing. You're playing a 23 year old, a 23 year old. Iorio's back down. You're playing a 23 year old in Sandine, mm-hmm. and then. Um, and then three vets. Three vets. Yep. I like that. You I know, like pa- that too. You know, pair a vet with a uh, you know with a young guy and let him go. Um, I like some of the um, extensions that they made under the radar earlier in the season, like Strom and Milano. I, those are guys you can just plug in the lineup day one next year. You don't have to fucking worry about, right? You know, I mean that's the kind of depth stuff we, we've had. Now going into this off season, Jerry, we're going to be actually having the ability to play with a little bit of cap money, right? To attract some free agents, and I think you might see some off-season trades or buyouts or guys getting cut that could make this roster look a little bit different next year. Um, but I'm very excited about the youth movement that has been long overdue, let's face it. Yeah. Right? They have limped their way into the playoffs as a bottom seed now for two-plus years. And they were going to do it, best-case scenario, again. That's right. 
Um, I'm with you, man. I mean, it, it looks like they certainly have a youth movement on defense, um, and which I think is necessary. I would have maybe liked to see some more guys traded, um, but I don't know what was available, and I don't know. See, there wasn't much of a market. I mean, was Kuzi even – does anybody even want him? Here's the thing, man. The return on Kuzi, from what I was hearing, and this is from um, Tariq – yeah, yeah, I mean, he knows. He's oh, he knows, player. and he just, you know, because everybody was just like, what's going on, what's going on? It was, it was Japers that retweeted it, and, and he was like, guys, unless you wanted to trade Kuzi for a couple more picks, he's like, that's pretty much you were, what you were it. getting because he's got a big price tag, and he's, he's, a, he's a wild card. Guys want somebody solid. They want a large Eller. They want a guy that they can plug in their third or fourth line center. He can play special teams on the PK, that rental was actually going to garner you probably just as much as a guy like Kuzi, whose right. upside is way higher. Right. That's just the way the market was, you know. I think um, I think uh, uh, McClellan did a nice job of unloading Hathaway and, and Orloff when he did. Yeah, they did you know? get something back for that. Um, Although and, it's going to kill me to watch him raise a cup in Boston. <laughs> you know, I'm happy for him. I, I've always liked him. I've all, I always thought he got kind of a bad rap in Washington. To be honest with you. People were like, "Oh, we're off you know, turnover." And yeah, I'm like, no. "Yeah, well, when you step up in the play and it's you're that, they're off. frustrated." Todd, you have one cup, you have one final with all of that talent. I know. Which I'm happy to get the cup. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But looking objectively and from a view, we had a, we had more missed opportunities than capital. Those early 2010s were literally just one. One missed opportunity after the other. Yeah. I mean, 2010 against Montreal still makes me sick to my stomach. And Jesus wept. Oh, fucking A, dude. You know what kills me the worst? Nightmare. The fucking Rangers. <sighs> the Rangers series. We lost a seven, and I had everybody over at my, uh, and, uh, at my fucking... Uh, oh, yeah. You had the big-ass fucking pull-down screen, dude. You had the, the projector and everything. Yeah, and we were just... Uh, I know. I know. It was, was, it was painful, that was, dude. That was, that, was, that was the worst. That was, because earlier in that series, we were about to go up 3-1 in mm-hmm. New York, remember? Because that's the one I was a trailer trash talking shit. That's right. And uh, Joel Ward got the double minor for high sticking. Yeah. And they scored with like six seconds left and then scored in overtime. We were watching that at my old house, and you were like, I don't think we're ever going to win again. I'm like, oh, no, we might not. so <laughs> fucking upset. Uh, yeah, it was painful. Oh, well. Um, so, yeah, you know, Caps are doing what we thought they would. What I like is they haven't tanked, and they haven't looked like world beaters. I think they are what they are. They're, right. They're that lower-level team. Now, an interesting fact right now is Laviolette's contract is up at the end of the season. I think that was my, that was my next question. And McClellan has done – it's really the kiss of death when, yeah. when you're the coach, but he's done the, the professional. Hey, he's a pro. We're a pro. We'll let the season blow over, and then we'll kind of yeah. talk. It's like I mean, I think if you're getting younger, go get, get younger in all aspects. Go get a Jeff Halpert or somebody who has some fucking fire. I'm with you. All right, Halpern is my pick, and he's been my pick. I thought he should have been the pick when they got Laviolette. It seems like a no-brainer. I mean, I think he wants the job. He's been groomed. I think he's ready for it. And do you know he still has his house in Potomac Does when he? he played here? Never sold it. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I mean, his ties seems here like, are deep. It I seems like a no brainer. I think he's still a member at either Army, Navy, or Congressional, like one of the big ones. Right. You know, and he still comes and plays, and 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 he's like a known quantity in these parts. I, it just it seems it too makes, easy. It makes too much sense, right? Yeah. I mean, he can build with this younger team. Yeah, and he'll show respect to the who he he will have the respect of the 
of the vets. And for my money, <clears throat> he's been mentored by one of the best modern-day coaches out there in, in Cooper. I mean, yeah. Cooper's awesome. Right. You know, he's he's just fucking great. And um, and that Laviolette doesn't need to go through a rebuild. No. I mean, if you're him, go to somewhere more vet, somewhere. And the RMNB guys don't like Laviolette because he's not playing many of the young guys. Well, when you're a coach and you know your time's up, you just want to fucking win. I get yeah. it. You know, I get I it. Mean, I get it. But but he that doesn't mean that's not right for the the correct decision. Which is why a guy like McClellan needs to play the upper hand, which he has. And go, hey, these are the moves we are going to make. Yeah, and, <laughs> and now your options are Peter, younger go get, players. Yeah, yeah, go get a go get go coach a more veteran team. Exactly. You know, go go up to Calgary and and just right. coach a bunch of vets up there. You right. know, no, I mean, he's he's a veteran laden coach. That's yeah. the kind of he needs to be with a team that's that's knocking on that door for fifth seed I'm somewhere in there. And when he took over, that's where the Caps were. Yeah, and now they haven't gotten any younger and they haven't gotten much better. So now probably time for. I, I would be surprised if he returns. I would be shocked. Yeah. You know, I don't know that. I don't think there's any bad blood, but no, I just don't I just, think. I just don't think that the numbers add sure, up. I'm not sure he really wants to be back if they're going to bring a youth movement. No, obviously, I, I, he, obviously that's not his strength. No, I agree with you, and yeah. I, and to your point, I think he would agree. He'd yeah. be like, yeah, you know. So I, I'm I'm thinking he will not be back, and I'm thinking it will a lot be mutual. I think so too. You know, it's not. I don't think there's going to be a lot of hard feelings. No, because there's not going to be a firing. We're well. You're not going to fire him right now. Yeah. You let let him play out the end of his contract. Shake his hand and say, "Hey, man, thanks for a few good years. Yeah. We had a couple. You know, we got, we, hey, we got into playoffs. You earned your money. You earned your money. That's right. And last year when when we got in and, and we played Florida and we damn near almost pulled that that series out. I mean, that was yeah. his veteran coaching, but that was about as far as he was going to get with this group. And right. I'm with you. He's not in it for a long term rebuild. So. You know, I'm not in it for a long-term rebuild uh, as a fan either. <laughs> well, I'm not either, but I, I, I think if, if you're going to go through the rebuild, go go with it with a local hero, a local dude. Mm-hmm. He knows the area. Everybody loves him. Yep. Uh, and he's paid his dues, and it's time for him to get his fucking shot. And here's the deal. It's not going to be that long a rebuild with just a few more pieces. Oh, uh, yeah. And one of the best things that could happen to this team, and it, I'm speaking from the fucking clouds, this is not a – this is never going to happen. The best thing that were to happen would be for Backstrom to be like, hey, man, surgery went great, gave it a ride. I'll never be able to play I'm again. with you, man. We said that last year when and Jeremy was here. I, it's just. We hope he didn't come back. Well, thanks for all the memories. I know, man. I mean, he is just a shell of himself. He is, dude. I he mean, is. every. And nobody. I don't even. Nobody, nobody even really talks about him anymore when he's on the ice. He just sort of goes <laughs> out, skates, doesn't do anything terrible, doesn't make it. any plays. He's, he's, he's just a, a in the way dude, man. You know what he is? He's a secondary assist guy on the power play. There he <laughs> Jerry's favorite. There he is. Hey, you three assists, Jerry. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right, so you know, go Caps. We've seen better days. Um, yeah, it's time though. It is. It's time. I mean, we we and we, now we're not tempted to dump five hundred bucks on a home playoff game. <laughs> <laughs> Get my beer and be down three nothing. <laughs> Shit, I was so mad. Oh, that was I almost so got in a fight with a dude who was just trying to buy a beer. <laughs> He's like, "What's your fucking problem?" I was like, "Don't three hundred, five hundred bucks on these fucking tickets, you fucking asshole." <laughs> I get to stay in front of you. <laughs> oh shit! To better days. To, to better, better days. Better days, man. All right. Well. So, all right, man. So let's wrap up and talk some NFL. Um, today's the the first official. What was it? Five six hours ago was the free agency actually kicked off, right? Yep. Um, 
So, you know, locally speaking, um, and we talked about this on the last pod, but but Wentz was was released, so we were freed of his uh, financial burden, which is what it was going to be. And free agency officially started today in, in Washington. Um, you know, they made no bones about where they want to, you know, improve, and they started with the offensive line uh, in their minds. So they got the, uh, the right tackle slash guard from Kansas City, Wiley. Um, that's a good pick. I mean, hey, hey, the enemy has to know he can play or can't play. Well, here's the deal. He plays multiple positions. Here's the thing, though. I think he's played every single snap three out of the last four years. Right. So, I so mean, he's playing somewhere, the, the and guy, he's going to be an upgrade somewhere. Correct. Right. So I've heard that he and Cosme on the right side, they're almost interchangeable with their ability to play guard and tackle. Yeah. On the downside, you're like, eh. on the upside, it is the right side. And... You know, if they can both play that position, we've seen it in the NFL, dude. You need offensive linemen that are just dogs, and they just get into the trenches and they can play. Well, um, what gives me what gives me hope is that this guy's a lot of starts. He's fairly durable. He's played guard and tackle, and uh, the enemy has worked with him for several years, so yep. he knows he can play. He knows what he can do and he can't do. Yep. Right. So, um, and he is the probably the guy who said this is the guy I want. Mm-hmm. Right? Probably. Right. So yeah, no gave, coincidence. Right. right? Yeah. So that's a good signing. The other guy's uh, is a is sort of a swing lineman from the Giants. Yep, he got basically a three year, eight million dollar. He's a backup. Yep, but I think he's your he's your Raleigh McKenzie. Hey, I need you going to guard. You going to guard. Hey, I need you going to center. Going to center. Exactly. So he can do that. I don't think uh, he is a starter, but I think he's someone who sort of upgrades the depth. Wes Schweitzer will leave now. Basically, he's the, he's the new Wes Schweitzer. Right. I think in the draft, they're drafting an offensive lineman. I hope they go guard in the first round. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they're they're going to draft a you know uh, my dream scenario. I can tell you right now is the guy from Northwestern slides down. Yeah. I don't think there's a chance. I but, don't either. But but, uh, but he would be perfect. That guy's massive. By he's, the way, and he's just well, he's small for for which, for the NFL. Guy? Which guy are you talking he's like about? Peter Swarzynski or Swarzynski? Oh, that he's guy. Si- he's like six four, three fifteen. Amazing athlete, guy, freak show, killer. Yes. Yeah. Now I know who you're talking. They about. said he'll be an average tackle. He'll be a Pro Bowl guard first mm. year at a gate, right? Um, gotcha. Now, um, but they're all you know. Ohio State's got guard, uh, got tackle prospects. Georgia, Broderick Jones is a ta- you know they they're going to be and they're going to be pushed down because everybody's going to be reaching for a quarterback, right? So I do think that uh, that so I I was pleased. Uh, generally, they 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 got a contract with Deron Payne, mm-hmm. right? Probably a little bit more than I would have done. Sure, but they, you know, I don't know him in the locker room. He's apparently a good dude. So uh, you got him, and you got your interior of your line, uh, your defensive line. It's a lot, a lot of money to be spending on two defensive tackles, but it is. Um, but you're stable, and that opened up some room, and able to make these. They're probably pretty much done. I wouldn't expect anything more. Um, but uh, I guess the corner they re-signed him. Yeah, on the but, cheap, I mean, but he's, he's, he's somewhat a, of a backup. he's a nickel guy. Yeah, yeah. he's somewhat of a backup. Um, um, the big news today is that <laughs> is that, uh, your boy Rich Eisen texted out. No, it's Trey Wingo mm-hmm. that said that uh, um, Aaron Rodgers had approved the deal. Right. To New York, and so when you got here today, I was like, "It's done," and you were like, "I'm not sure." And now I'm looking online, and um, Barstool has this picture of like the Goodfellas Mafia say 
these guys are waiting for Trey Wingo because <laughs> apparently it's not the it's not done. I assume it's going to be. Uh, you would think so, um, but the longer he waits, he just fucks both teams because they got to know what to do next because yeah. his his hit is so massive. The fucking Bears and the Dolphins are going all in. Yeah, I mean the Bears just they signed uh, Tremaine Edmonds. Yep, that was a huge signing. Yeah, they've. Uh, I mean they Jesus they traded out of the number one. They got two. They got the uh, Eagles linebacker today too, right mm-hmm. out of the box. What are they going to so, win games nine six though? I mean, their offense sucks, dude. I mean, I don't know. They they got the they got they got the uh, the number one wide receiver from what's his name? I can't think of his name. The number one wide receiver from Carolina back in the trade. In addition to all those picks, yeah. I mean, I, they're they're I all in on on Fields. I mean, okay. The, the the bottom line is you just don't think Fields is much of a quarterback. I, I don't. Right. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, no, they don't scare me. Um, yeah, Miami's making some some smooth moves. Um, Miami, yeah, they got uh, Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I, I guess he's. I mean, I guess he's good. Don't get me wrong. I just sort of don't think he's that great. I, I just don't think he's worth that much. Jimmy but. G's going to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. So I just and then Carr's going to the Saints, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that they're going to play with Sam Howe. And it's I, it's weird. Isn't I think it? it's only because. They're not going all in. Right. They can't go all in with their ownership situation and their cast situation. All right, so real quick, we, we spent almost all of episode 123 on the ownership situation. You had your, the full timeline, everything. Really thought about that and everything else. There's been shit in terms of traction since then. Jerry? Well, there has been some movement. Ah, um, there's a little been, bit. There's, well, there's been two big things, right? One is that... Uh, the 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 owner for the Sixers I can't think of his name yep. right now he brought in another partner right right which sort of signifies that they're upping the ante and um, they're going in for the kill the second thing is that Bezos signed this confidentiality agreement which puts him all indicate why do you do that if you're not going to bid sure um, what scares me is two things there's a report that came out that the owners don't have enough to force Snyder out yep. Heard the same. And Snyder has been flying back and forth repeatedly to London. He's moving all of his shit. So is she just going to be an absentee owner and stay and not give a fuck? That's been That's my biggest That's what fear. fucking scares me. I, I, I even said it. I said, with all my heart, if, if you gave me a thousand bucks and said bet it, I would bet that he would sell the team. But I am a realist and I understand that there is this small fucking portion of reality that says he is such a narcissistic asshole that he does not give a shit anymore about anybody. Send me my checks and send me every contract I need to approve. That's it. And I'm still going to run my business like a fucking asshole. Yep. And I'm going to do it from London where nobody gives a fuck about me. That's right. And I don't give a fuck about anybody else. And I can and I'm park not my going yacht to, in, a, in, a, in a fucking port over there. And, and I'm not and going to games. And sell around the med. But and I'm do not selling this fucking team. Yep. That's what scares me. I know. A giant fuck you to the fan base that yeah. he already fucked over. Yeah. Yeah, I could totally see him doing that. I could totally see him doing that too. Such an ass. And just say I just didn't, didn't get enough money. I wanted seven. Right. Everybody knew. I said that I wanted seven. I didn't get seven. So, fuck it. I'm keeping it. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I'm with you in terms of the optimistic side of me is pleased that the the Philly owner brought on another right. partner. And like you said, I think they're upping the ante. And if Be- Bezos wants it bad enough, he's just going to well, outbid. If he wants it, he'll just have to overpay. Right. You know. Um, which I've heard he's willing to do, um, but but until until it's done, 
I'm not, I'm not jumping for joy, man. I'm, yeah. I'm skeptical. And like well, you said, not knowing what's going to happen really affects every decision, big decision this team. Well, they can't go make. in all in on anybody. Nope. I mean, until then, you're just trying to keep a little level of competence. Yep. Like Washington's not trying to win a Super Bowl, right? And maybe they can't until the ownership situation gets resolved. Right. And until they get, I mean, I think they're cash poor. I think that's been pretty much established. They don't have, they don't have. So, and with the stadium situation, they just are sort of trying to do the best they can do under parameters of an eight and eight team. Yeah. Right. We're going to, we're going to have a decent defense. We're going to have, we're going to have a better offensive line. We're going to run the ball and we're going to have a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over. Ron special, baby. Ron special. But I mean, I don't, and I think that's probably what he's most comfortable with, but I'm also, I also don't think that he has a choice. Because he's coaching, he's putting together a team that will give him a new contract. Mm -hmm. He's not putting together a team that will make a deep run in a playoff. Right. You know, he's not going to embarrass himself, but he's also not going to, and it's such a waste of this talent on wide receivers to go with Sam Howe. It is. Now, watch Sam Howe be the next fucking Tom Brady. I don't know, but I'm just saying if he was that good, he would have played. Yeah. I mean, that's logic tells you that. Sure. You know, you need a, you need a game to win to go to the playoffs? Okay, let's play Sam Howe. He's the best quarterback on the roster. Mm-hmm. Okay. They didn't do that. <clears throat> I tell you, though, timing's everything in sports, man. And and you're right. We don't know about Sam Howell. If Again, if I were a betting man, which I'm not, not, not a big-time gambler, if I were, I would not be betting on him to be very successful. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's another one of those guys. Less than fifty percent chance, yeah, right? Comes in, shows a fl- couple flashes here and there. I don't think he's going to embarrass you the way uh, Dipshit did in, uh, with the Jets last year. No, uh, Zach Wilson. He's, yeah, he's not Zach Wilson bad, but he's also not going to be. You know, um, I don't think he's going to be uh, Purdy. You know, I don't think he's going to be that good. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it just—I <laughs> don't know. It's. It, <laughs> I mean, what are, you, what are your expectations for him? I mean, people want Super Bowls, and they want uh, all pros. Mm-hmm. Right? He's not going to be that. Right. But what happens if he's Kirk Cousins? Yeah. I know. You know. I mean, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's a pretty good fucking football player. Now, he'll be shit on here because everybody's so warped yeah. in this Shit area. on Kirk Cousins when he yeah. was here. I mean. So, I mean, well, they, they liked Kirk Cousins. They just fucked the – they screwed the pooch on the yeah. contract shit. Yeah. But – um, I don't know, man. I mean, all right, before we leave, because I'm hungry, mm-hmm. um, what happens with Lamar? I think somebody matches it. Or somebody has to go in higher, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think somebody just outdoes them. I don't. I think I, somebody's I, I think somebody's gonna be desperate. I think the Ravens are thinking <clears throat> we'll match anything that comes because Lamar's not gonna get the fully guaranteed contract he wants. Okay. And we, it's good. They're not going to offer more than we've already offered, so we're going to match anybody that makes an offer because it's going to be less than what we've already offered. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, Lamar's going to be throwing a big ass fucking temper tantrum. Yeah, and he'll have to play on that contract. I don't think he's going to get a fully guaranteed contract. Something happened today with Deshaun Watson's contract; they renegotiated or something like that. And uh, hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I mean it sounds fishy as shit. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it was foolish enough to take it from guaranteed to non-guaranteed, but um, that contract just fucks the other quarterbacks because, totally. because well, it, it would help the quarterback in theory, but I think if the, I think the teams have gotten together and be like, Don't, no, no more of this no. bullshit. Yeah, we're not doing that. No yeah. more of this bullshit. Yeah. Now, I, I do think somebody that thinks they have a realistic chance and is that close goes in, goes in I, and makes I a cash it, grab. I thought, a, I thought a team like Atlanta. Yeah. 
Sure. But, you know, I, I, yeah, we'll see, man. Um, it's a shitty situation. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that Lamar has probably overplayed his hand. Um, oh, I think he definitely has. And I don't think that, uh, I just, I don't think, I don't think he's worth a guaranteed contract. I don't, I don't think he's worth $50 million a year guaranteed. Um, but no, I think he's a good dude. I think he's a good player. And at times he can be electric. I don't think that that equates into $50 million. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, my, uh, my guess is that uh, some team will offer something and Baltimore will match it. And then Lamar will have to decide if he's just going to play under that deal yeah. or sit out. I don't know why he would. That's stupid, but hey, it's an idiotic, but, but, but he's, li- but the, he's in a different world. He is. So. He is. Ah, it's going to be interesting, man. Well, Hey, this weekend, watch a ton of fucking college basketball. Yep. Let's hope Terps slash WVU can make some waves against Alabama. Yeah. You know, if, if, even if they don't win, if they scare them, if they, if they're right there with them, that'd be cool. Give, but give a, give a hard foul to that guard. Oh, I would. Give a hard foul yeah, to that dude, motherfucker. I would be talking so much shit. I would, I'd, I'd, I'd hard foul him and then pat him down while he's on the ground. <laughs> I'd foul out the first five minutes. Yeah. Uh, it'd be so, it would be so worth it. But that kid is good. He is good. He is good. <laughs> he is good. One of the fouls would probably be him dunking on me, but that's yeah. okay. You know? <laughs> With his nuts in my face. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> fuck him, bastard. Yeah. yeah. Fuck him and fuck Alabama. That's how we'll end the podcast today. I think, right. I think we'll get a lot of followers on that one. That's right. Uh, yeah, man. So watch a ton of basketball, and let's, uh, let's you know get together next week and see how it all plays out. We'll see what the second weekend looks like. All right, man. Peace. All right, guys. Peace. Wings, beers, and tears. Later.